0: Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can also catch us every day Monday through Friday on Dash Radio. Download the Dash Radio app, search for Nothing But Net, and we're there 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Pacific. Also, FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out: F-I-V-E ReasonsSports.com for all your latest South Florida sports content, not just the Heat, but also the Marlins. Now down two nothing to the Braves in the National League division series. They may finally be losing a playoff series. The hurricanes they'll play Clemson coming up this week. They're now number seven in the country. The hurricanes are also catch up on all of the latest on Inter Miami, the Panthers, and of course the dolphins who play San Francisco this week. Also check out our merchandise on the site. We've still got a special going 7% off everything on our site, all of our shirts with the code stay home so that I stay home so that I don't go to Orlando and take away any chance that the heat can possibly Win the NBA final. So go there and also to our YouTube channel with all of our streaming shows. We're uh, over 7,000 subscribers. Also, our great sponsors, including the Seltzer Mayberg Law Firm. If you've had a car accident or a slip and fall, if you were hurt as a result of someone else's negligence, make sure you give the attorneys at Seltzer Mayberg a call. They're available 24 7 at one onecalllegal.com. That's O N E, calllegal.com. Or you can call 1 855. 5000 law with a centralized office located right off I95 in Miami they're ready to take on your case whether it's in South Florida or absolutely anywhere else in the state so again it's 1 calllegal.com 1855 5000 law and now today's episode 1 2 three, four, five. On the floor welcome to 5 on the floor a daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander. part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor. Here's today's floor plan. I've got Greg Sylvander with me a little bit of a weird break during the NBA finals, two days off. We're not used to the heat having two days off in the bubble unless they close out a previous series. I've pretty much been going every other day here for a while. And so we're trying to figure out how to fill the time. And obviously we will get into some of the adjustments that the heat need to make on our episode of floors, yours on our YouTube channel tomorrow. But today Greg and I are going to take a pause from that and kind of look at whose stock is up and whose stock is down in the bubble. There are some obvious ones, but then there are some other ones that could kind of lead to where the heat decide to spend their money um, going forward. So, so let's start from the very top. If I was to say to you, Greg, the one player on the heat whose reputation has been enhanced the most by the overall time of the bubble, who is that? Enhanced the most, I think we'd have to go with Tyler hero, right? I,
1: I mean, I think that obviously Jimmy and bam have been, they've kind of confirmed what we thought they would be as far as a duo that you can build around. But in terms of going from point a to point B from an enhanced perspective, I think Tyler hero took a huge leap and, and he would be that guy.
0: Yeah, I would think so. And it's not just because of what he's doing in the fourth quarter, because he, he did that during the regular season. I mean, he, he was their minutes leader in the fourth quarter in the regular season, but I think it's more the way he's doing it. The expand, expansion of his game the handling the ball more and look, the turnovers, he still needs to get tighter with that handle. Uh, we've seen that in recent games, teams are overplaying him. Now they're taking advantage of that. he has got to get better at running, pick and roll. I mean, there's still development that has to come. And also his body, I think has to fill out. I think we've seen that he he has the aggressiveness to be a really good rebounder and he has been a good rebounder for a guard and, and particularly for a rookie guard this year. But I think, you know, they, they get 10 pounds of muscle on him over the next, you know, off season and a half or something, I I think that you'll, you'll be in position where he can do a lot more on the court than he can. Now there, there are times, Greg, I mean, maybe it's just looking at him next to LeBron, but there are times where it does look like boy amongst men for sure. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes. And, 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 but I feel like he has a body that could fill out. Um, you know, we've talked about Derek Jones jr. Kind of getting more muscle the past couple of years. And I I don't know that we've really seen that manifest itself. I, I do think with Tyler, it could, Yeah. I think that the thing with Tyler is that, uh, he has a level
1: of athleticism that's not necessarily above the rim athleticism, but he's so, um, he's got such fluent basketball movement. He's just a Hooper that, uh, if he can just get wiry strong and essentially just continue to be um, the best version of himself from a conditioning perspective I mean you look at him in the bubble uh, averaging 33 minutes a game and he's almost at 17 points on 44 percent field goal shoot shooting five rebounds four assists like if you tell me that those are his averages next year mm-hmm. and then he's essentially building off of that type of stat line and improving athletically and with his decision making and obviously in this defensive system, getting better and better. I mean, he ends up essentially being in terms of young talent around the league, he would be the type of player that could essentially get you whatever all star you want to go and get. If you really wanted to like talk about in terms of stock up or down um, from a trade perspective, but just overall building around him. I mean, he's taken that leap.
0: Yeah. And, and the question is, like you said, has, is the leap great enough that, you know, Miami doesn't want to put him into any of those talks. And I, you know, I, I feel like heat fans go back and forth on this on a daily basis. You see him, you know, put up 37 and, you know, and everything else. And you're like, okay, this is, this is a guy you cannot move. And then, you know, he has one game where he gives, he has some turnovers and he looks a little bit overmatched or, you know, that the moment not it's too big for him in terms of his confidence, but just in terms of his game right now. And then Heat fans kind of go the other direction and start throwing him in the trade machine for Bradley Beal. I, you know, he's a better prospect than Josh Richardson was when he was traded for Jimmy Butler. And he may be a better prospect. This, this is a tough one. Is he a better prospect than Karan Butler was when Pat traded him? I think he is. And I I
1: think it's, it's, not necessarily because he's so much better of a player than Karan was, but uh, the the fact that we've only seen the rookie year from him and it's gone so deep into the playoffs, I just think it has a different imprint that it leaves than what Karan did. Obviously, Karan was great, but like uh, aside from going up a, a, you know, head-to-head with Washington Wizards' Michael Jordan, he didn't get very many uh, marquee moments
0: in his rookie season the way that Tyler Hero has yeah, no doubt. All right. My choice uh, for stock up is Goran Dragic and it's not, it's not just uh, look a guy who's been an all-star has been third team, all NBA. I mean, he doesn't need to justify, you know, his place on this roster or in the league, but I do think the, he has made the biggest um, leap in terms of perception among heat fans. I, I feel like uh, Goran's first, because of the, some of the circumstances, because he was kind of an unnatural fit with Wade because the great second half he had with waiters didn't pay off in the playoffs because he never really got to play with Bosch for all of those reasons. Um, And the team just, you know, didn't have great success other than getting to the second round of the playoffs and losing game seven to Toronto that Goron was kind of put in this category by heat fans as a nice player may or may not have been worth the two first round picks. Didn't really materialize the way you hoped, but you enjoyed him. You enjoyed his presence on the team. You enjoyed watching him play. To someone who he fans now think whose jersey should be retired because of the way he's played, uh, the way he's conducted himself this year, going to the bench, then going back to be a starter, both of which were uncomfortable for him at the time and everything he's done, averaging you know roughly 20 points a game in the bubble, being their leading scorer in a series and then, you know, blowing out his plantar fasciitis and then trying to play when there's there's no reason for. I mean, not no reason, obviously there's a reason, but I mean, there were a lot of reasons for him not to do it because you, you could see him yesterday and, mean, he couldn't put any weight on it. He had no explosion. Uh, couldn't move laterally and yet still wanted to be out there for his team. Like he has gone from someone, like I said, who, who was not an afterthought in heat history, but not prominent in heat history to someone who, you know, they're saying retire number seven. Yeah. I, it's funny. Um, I went from Goran
1: Dragic is definitely the second greatest point guard in Miami Heat history, but he'll never get – to Timmy's level. Like that's kind of, if you asked me before the season where I think Goran would have shook out in the end of all this. And now, you know, amongst this playoff run, I, I tweeted, he's the, the best point guard in Miami heat franchise history. Stan Van Gundy didn't love that tweet, but I stand by it. I mean, I really think that this run kind of cemented some of that in terms of how far he was able to lead the team. And, um, and here's the other thing when we talk about stock up with Goran Dragic, I think that maybe had he kind of flamed out in these playoffs and didn't play particularly well and looked to step slow, um, injury aside, obviously that changes some things from a overall market value perspective, but there may have been a few Heat fans that flinched at the idea of giving him a one-year contract way above market value, um, but now – he, he gets that contract and nobody even blinks about it. And so I feel like when when he's looking at the stock up from his bank account perspective, it's also going to work in his favor come this uh,
0: off season. Yeah, no doubt. Um, Again, provided that there is an actual salary cap, because it sounds to me like the revenue is going to get, well, there will be a salary cap, but uh, that the salary cap will have any room under it <laughs> for anybody. Right. Because, uh, because the revenue is going to shrink so much. I heard that they got back basically half, of what they were going to lose by going into the bubble. They got back about half of it. Um, they're, so not. They're, they're probably going to have to
1: use an artificial number. I would think just to, you know, so that teams aren't completely, um, like, like hamstrung by this.
0: Yeah, no, it's challenging and whether, would you flatten it over time and, and how do you do it? But, um, they've actually asked some players like the Jimmy Butler's of the world, you know, they've told them, you may have to give back some money like even the contracts that have been signed already, it's, it's going to become complicated. I mean, there's no, there's no question about that. All right, a third one, um, do you agree? Because I want to do three up and three down. The third one that I have for stock up is Jake Crowder. Um, and I, for some of the same reasons we're talking about with Drogic, that he's a free agent. And I think, you know, we went from a position where Jay is someone, the way he played prior to the bubble, someone you would want to resign. He's stated he wants to play in Miami. He has a place down in Miami. He's been a perfect culture fit. He was a target of theirs for a while. So it's like somebody you'd want to resign to, again, somebody that I, I feel like they have to resign. Yeah,
1: I think that he has kind of moved into that Um it's this is what I would say with Jay Crowder is that he's more valuable to Miami than he is for any other outside organization with the role that he played the way that he fit in the way that he was embraced by the team and and just kind of all of the holes that he plugs for the team um, and can kind of shift around and be really flexible I feel like the shooting was the icing on the cake that we love to see Um, he's kind of leveled out at 35 percent over the course of this playoff run. Um, so I would expect that probably we should start to embrace the mid thirties, Jay Crowder, instead of the 49% Jay Crowder that we saw for a bit, but ultimately for, for next year specifically, I think he's kind of locked himself into a role and a good contract above market value for one year in Miami. And then, you know, to your point, there's always those teams out there that see a guy have success during
0: the playoffs and offer up a four year deal and more power to him if he gets that. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, we're going to get to our three down here in a second. Before we do, are you tired of losing in fantasy sports? Times are changing. Now it's just you versus the numbers. Picks is the perfect place for you, whether the injury bug ruined your season-long team or your season vet in the daily fantasy space. On Prize Picks, you simply select two, three, or four players and predict if they will go over or under their fantasy projections. So, for instance, you think Bam Adebayo is going to go over, I don't know, 16 points, 11 rebounds, four assists, you pick the over. You think he's going to go under. You pick the under. Okay. So prize picks will give you the chance to win 10 times your money for getting four predictions. Correct. Entries are so simple. They can be made in less than 60 seconds. Sign up today at PrizePicks.com or on the prize picks app and use the code five F I V E to get a hundred percent match on your first deposit up to hundred bucks. Prize picks truly is daily fantasy simplified. All right, let's get to the three down. And it's strange circumstance when a team surprises to make the NBA finals and is so well connected. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of admiration for what these guys have done individually and collectively. And yet it's not really hard to find some stocks down (laughs) on this team. Um, You know, and we I think you, you and I both kind of put Butler and Bam aside because to a certain degree, they fulfilled expectations. Bam maybe has exceeded it. Jimmy in some games. We put them aside. But the three down, um, I mean, the first one we got to discuss is Kendrick Nunn. And, I, you know, he went through some ups and downs this season, but it was good enough to finish first team all rookie. And I think we need to keep putting that in, in, in out there because people are so down on him and kind of forgetting what he did during the course of the season and particularly early in the season. So it's in there. But at no time in the bubble has it really fit correctly for the Heat. Has he fit correctly? Um, You know, whether he was dealing with his personal issue that he was dealing with or COVID or losing his starting job. I mean, he has handled it in terms of being a team first guy very well from everything that I've heard. But the product that he's putting out there on the court, which kind of came together with that two of 11 when he had an opportunity here in game four of the finals, it just hasn't been good enough. And it puts them in a weird position because if he was a trade chip, he's not the trade chip he was. But if he's somebody you want to keep, it's hard to see what his role is going to be now that Dragic has emerged as a guy you're definitely going to bring back.
1: Yeah, it it has gotten really murky with Kendrick Nunn and it's funny that you remind about the the all rookie um nomination or rookie of the year nomination in the top 3 because I'm sure that Pat and Andy will be reminding uh any potential trade suitors of that as well but to to see his kind of value um, go down the tubes in this way it, it, it stinks for a couple of reasons one obviously you thought you had a at least a prolific score that was a young guard cost controlled that you were going to be able to either develop further as kind of a microwave scoring option off the bench or, or maybe even as a starter I mean we saw how much success he had in that role um, or as a really attractive trade ship and at the very least the kind of player that you sweeten a deal with and then you're able to really uh, get back something meaningful, but he's shown nothing of that going forward. So it's almost like, um, or to this point, so it's almost like a a situation where you feel like Miami probably has to bring him back next year and try to revive him further uh, before you know, kind of just giving up on his, you know, development at this point, because what are you going to get in a trade for him? I mean, maybe he's like the last player that's in a Victor Oladipo package making that, Mm -hmm. you know, just making it up, but. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Um, I think you almost have to kind of bring him back and see if you can revive his play a little bit before you you move them, but it's just a shame that it's kind of when Goran got hurt, I thought, okay, this is the time when Kendrick yeah. could actually recoup value and also kind of turn his season around. And it just hasn't happened.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think they thought so too. I mean, that's why Eric has, has given him, you know, so much time to kind of figure it out and, and to play so many minutes in such a critical game. And it's funny, that's happened to the heat over the course of time, you know, whether it was Michael Beasley in 2014, you know, the last game of the finals or Eddie house in the last game of the 2011 finals, where it's like a guy that you really haven't had much faith in for a long time. And it's like, okay, just throw him out there and see what happens. Like all three of those guys are scorers, right. Who don't do much else. (laughs) And and like, I feel like Eric did that with none in game four. That was like Michael Beasley in 2014, the last game against the Spurs or 2011 Eddie house in there. And, um, in, in the Beasley case, it didn't work. From what I remember, the house got hot in the last game of that Maverick series. And it, it was too late by then. Uh, and of course, none, none really struggled. All right. N- number two here um, to me is Derek Jones, Jr. Uh, not because he's done anything wrong when he's played, but because for a guy who was entering free agency, who they value so much and talked about as being sort of another first round pick that they had, I mean, he just hasn't been called upon very much in the bubble, even when in the playoffs in particular, even when they've gone zone, which is where he's really excelled as defender, although he's pretty damn good in man. Also, there just hasn't seemed to be a role for him to the point that he slipped behind Solomon Hill, which is something I don't think any of us would have anticipated No way. prior to the bubble. So I, his stock has definitely gone down and I, I don't, I don't really know why I guess I, I mean uh, you know maybe other than you know fits in certain series is there something that's going on in practice but he's been a bit of an afterthought and I wasn't expecting that
1: yeah with Derek Jones Jr. it's almost like um, he's kind of proving to be a player that does a really great job at getting you through a long regular season and he'll have moments where he can be part of the rotation and a, and a a viable contributor for, for weeks on week stretches, or, you know, a few months here and there, but, um, Kind of the true test of how reliable you can be night in and night out is when you get into these playoff runs and you and you kind of figure out ways to become less matchup dependent or scheme dependent jay crowder's kind of done that like he, he basically spoke can't keep him off the floor to some degree like Derek jones jr just hasn't been put in that spot and this is this will be a funny kind of twist to this is if the lack of exposure during the playoffs scares off teams to offering a long- term. Term deal to to derrick jones jr he wants to really stay in miami like that would really be his number one option his best friend is bam Adebayo, so maybe there's a chance that they could get him to come back on the cheap um even on a one-year basis i just the i, I used to say okay the chicago's gonna come out of nowhere and offer him a four-year deal but i, I don't know that that's even possible anymore
0: yeah, you know, that is one of the things that the value of none being diminished hurts the heat. But the value of Derek Jones Jr. being diminished may help the heat. It might help them keep him if they want to, if, if they're not just ready to turn it over to Casey Akpala. And they may be, but they also may be able to convince Derek to come back and build his value some more and then ultimately go somewhere else. He's so young that there's so much time. He does want to be in Miami, but he also wasn't a first round pick who got that kind of guaranteed money. So you're a little bit caught in between. I did think it was going to be a bad team, like a Chicago, something like that, that gave him a lot of money and then kind of expected him to fill a role that he's not really maybe as equipped to play as the role that he was playing with the heat, which as you mentioned, is kind of a, a, you know, Uber athletic role player, um, you know, with not so much of the three, but a lot of the D and now, but if you're, you're going to pay the guy like that, 12 million dollars, you're expecting that guy to score consistently. And that's just not something Derek's going to do at this stage. So that one may actually help the heat. Um, we're got one more. And, and I think you and I, are, we may differ on ours here. So we'll we'll, we'll get to this in a second before we do. I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the five reason sports network. And that is Biscayne Bay Brew. You got to check out Biscayne Brew at many of the local retailers here in South Florida, including a bunch of the Publixes. This is the official beer of Inner Miami, also of the Miami Marlins, and of course of us, the Five Reasons Sports Network. So check out the Marlins Lager. Also, the great IPA. We've got all our stuff. We've been drinking all their stuff now for the past couple of months since we signed up with them, and everybody's asking us how to get it. So, again, go to the website, biscaynebaybrew.com, and check it out. And we will be running. And I know people are not thrilled about this because, uh, you know, we don't really have that much luck at watch parties. But when there are watch parties again, uh, they will be a primary sponsor for us, and, and we're actually going to have – it looks like a facility that we may be able to do these things out of. So uh, check it out, Biscayne Bay Brew. They're going to be with us for a long time, and it is great beer. All right, let's let's uh, let's get to the last one here. Um, this is a tough one for me because, you know, I, I think the natural tendency is to say stock down Myers Leonard, right, because he went from a guy who was a starter to a guy who's – not playing at all. Right. And, you know, and then gets these spot minutes in the finals cause they were desperate. Uh, but it's really hard for me to say that Myers has lost value because I, I, it feels like the biggest value that Myers has to this team is his communication skills is the kind of teammate he is. And communication actually, skills. You're funny. <laughs> well, no, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's no, yeah. it's, no, it, like, it, like, it, like it, a guy who could rally around the team and kind of be like, yeah. a. I don't mean that in a disparaging way. I mean, he he is a connector on this team. Like he is a guy they, they all seem to really admire him. Um, he is, you know, nonstop on the sidelines during games. And the Heat value that. They, OK. I mean, they still have Udonis has on their roster probably two years beyond any other organization would because they value what Udonis brings to their quote unquote culture. Well, Myers has brought a lot of that. Uh, I mean, they they overpaid James Johnson for four years because of what he brought. Um, I'm not saying you give Myers a four-year deal. I don't think you give him more than a one-year deal. Obviously, the circumstances they're in. But I think people rushing to the idea that they're going to cut Myers loose because he hasn't had a big role in the postseason, I think they may look at it like, look, he can be our third or fourth big, but he adds some of the organization. What are you willing to take to stay? I still think they're going to make an effort to retain him. I agree 100%.
1: And I don't think he's the the third stock down the guy either. So maybe we're actually heading in the same direction because I, I think ultimately you're right. They've landed on the role for Myers. They've seen that he actually can start for a long stretch and they can be a successful team. So, you know, it's not just that he is, you know, a, a great locker room guy and that's all they have to hang their hat on. He can contribute how much and how frequently is obviously going to fluctuate going forward, but I'm with you. I think that they're going to try to make something work to keep him in town, but, but that wouldn't be my pick. All right. What is your pick? This is going to sound really weird, but it's actually Duncan Robinson. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and it's not for the reasons that probably most will think. Um, I don't necessarily think Duncan Robinson um, has played as bad as maybe heat fans um, have alluded to in some of the social media interactions I've had. I understand that everyone was hoping that he was going to go like Clay Thompson crazy throughout this run, and maybe some of the hero stuff was going to happen for Duncan. But ultimately, It's funny when a guy's shooting 38% um, from three throughout the playoffs and we're kind of feeling like he's not shooting well when most teams like that that was the league average for the best three point shooting team in the league. So it's kind of a an interesting thing with the goalpost there but this is what I mean where I think stock down comes into play for Duncan Robinson. Before the playoffs started, and maybe even as we were getting going here, Duncan Robinson was on the short list for me of guys that you could absolutely, without question, no chance are you going to deal him, not because – he was, you know, as great a shooter, and like it wasn't just because of his shooting. It wasn't just because of his contract. It had to do with how well he fit around two non-shooters in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. He felt like indispensable. Well, after this run, although you know the gravity that he's bring has opened things up for others, and and maybe he's he's played well at times, but not necessarily as great as we as we thought in every game. And there's been some limitations on the defensive end. He's gotten hunted. Um, I, now. If you, if you made the right offer, I kind of feel like Duncan Robinson is the piece I would include in a
0: deal. It wouldn't stun me. It wouldn't stun me. Even though you go back months and I'm going all the way back to February, March, when I was pretty much told he was off limits. I know you've been told similar things. And that was kind of when I started to hear that he was the guy, not none that they would hold out of the trades. And at the time, if you go back now, you know, all the way back to February, I mean, that was a little controversial because, I mean, Kendrick was on his way to a great season and as, as well as Duncan was playing and as much as he was progressing, you know, he wasn't, I don't think he was where Kendrick was at that point, And then he passed him, but I'm with you on him. The other guy I considered to be honest was Kelly Olenek. And I, I know that sounds crazy too, because he had, you know, two really, you know, reasonably strong games in the NBA finals. But I think the thing with the, I think the two things with Kelly our consistency. It's just not there. Like, you know, he has two games like that, but then he has the game he just had. And, and I think the other thing is, you know, just the nature of this team. He, he was a really good fit next to bam for some things that they were doing. But I think with this group, clearly Eric doesn't want to play them together. And if you have Kelly out there as your single big, you're just going to get mauled on the boards. Most nights. I mean, there'll be some nights he steps up but not enough. So I'm torn between those two instead of Myers, I guess, which I, you know, most fans I think would say Myers. Um, I will lean towards Duncan for this reason. Uh, Offensively, they still can do much, much more with him on the floor. But we saw how far away he is, even with the progress he's made, how far away he is from being a championship defender uh, or at least someone that the Heat can hide enough that they can have a championship defense. And that makes it questionable to me. Not only is he a guy that you make untouchable, but is he a guy who's even a long-term starter or is he someone who is more of a Kyle Corver type? Okay. Who is going to play a really valuable role for you and kind of change what your offense looks like when he's on the floor, but he's not a 35 minute a game player. He's not someone you're guaranteeing to be in the closing lineup. Um, I wonder if that's who he's going to be. And if yeah. he is, that's fine. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, Kyle Korver's had an outstanding career. He's been a sought after player. He's been an all-star once, but it's not what we were talking about prior to the bubble. Exactly. And, um, You know, Kyle
1: Corver would be a great career. And I don't know that Duncan Robinson's viewpoint around the league has necessarily soured at all. I feel like teams are so starved for shooters and he had such a historic season. um, And he is obviously on a cost controlled contract. So like, if we're talking about like, trade market value. I don't think he's lost any value throughout this playoff run. They know that a lot of the reasons why Goran and Jimmy and, and Tyler and Bam are able to do some of the stuff they do is that there's so much attention around Duncan. It was more from my perspective, just thinking about the apex of his career, one, and are you really willing to not um, bet on some other established all-star coming in uh, during Jimmy Butler's prime years. And, you know, before all the, this playoffs went through and we kind of saw him against elite competition, I would have said, no, you keep Duncan because he's just too vital to the shooting. But now when you see guys kind of come in like Jay and have a run, the shooting, the way he did Tyler being um, the shooter that he is, you feel like maybe they can mine another gem as a shooter. And uh, if you could get a Bradley Beal or you could get a, you know, who, insert name that you like, uh, I think you'd have to really consider it.
0: Yeah. And I think they will. I, I think they will. And I also think that, you know, you talk about hero and Robinson, um, other than the age difference, which is significant. I mean, it's six years uh, that, you know, I mean that, that makes a difference, but there's also, you know, the hero thing has become this incredible connection with the fans. And although Duncan is obviously well liked by the fans, he's a terrific story. I mean, I can't imagine what would be unless they got a top 10 player for sure. I can't imagine what the reaction would be if they traded yeah. Tyler Hero in some he's, parts of the fan base. He's I, a
1: rock star now.
0: Yeah, it's it's tough, man. I mean, you could justify it for Bradley Beal, but there better not be much else in that deal. I mean, it, it, would, it would have to be clear. There's an up there's a clear upgrade here. And really, the only way that's going to happen is if Beal basically winds his way out and it's pretty clear he's not going to do that. So I I think Tyler is staying put. I do think Duncan could be the piece that is he seems to me like the piece when we'll start hearing about trade talks, you know, that the heat are having with other teams and won't be the heat leaking. It'll be the other team because that's the way that they operate. And we'll, we'll, we'll start to hear, well, the heat could get this guy, but this team is asking for Duncan Robinson. Like, I feel like that's where this is headed. And then there will become a push comes to shove moment where Pat will have to decide. And I think they've already made the decision on none that he's someone they include. include. Um, but I think that hero, they'll just say from the very beginning, like they said with bam, no, it's not happening, but they won't say no entirely to Duncan. And they'll hold him back. And then if it's okay, it's Duncan Robinson to get a Bradley Beal. We do it. Okay. And, and I, I think that's kind of where that's at. So
1: unless, unless Duncan Robinson hits six threes, 10 threes and nine threes in the next three games and the heat, win the championships, then we take it all back.
0: We take everything we've said in this pod back. So there's still time for the guys in our stock down list uh, to make something happen, whether it's none or DJJ or Linux or, Or uh, you know, again, I'm not really throwing Myers there, but or any of those guys. All right, check out fivereasonsports.com. Check out our sponsors, Prize Picks. Again, use the code five. A lot of guys in my network are any using it, and and they really enjoy it. So make sure you that you check that out. Also, Biscayne Bay Brew. And if you have any kind of a slip and fall or accident issue, reach out to Seltzer Mayberg at onecalllegal.com. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor.